two, one. What is going on, guys? Christian from the Lane Prey MMA podcast, joined this week by Trenton. What's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing good. It feels good to be back. Agreed. All right. So we don't have a whole lot of time, so we're just going to run through real quick our picks for UFC 273. Uh, in terms of the early prelims, I didn't really see anything that I wanted to really talk about in, in the uh, early prelims. I think the uh, Vink Pichel and Mark Madsen fight will be interesting. Uh, obviously, Mark Madsen's undefeated and Vink Pichel's, you know, they're both in their late 30s. So, but uh, Mark Madsen is a, a great wrestler and he's got a lot of, uh, I guess, like momentum behind him. So I think that's the one fight that really sticks out, but I really don't have much to say in terms of that fight. So. Yeah, uh, Mark Madsen showed some promise in his last outing, I think. Um, it was a while ago. Yeah, but his career's, like, he's late in his career already, but he's, you know, he's a great wrestler. I thought he called out, like, Gregor Gillespie in the last one. Like, I wonder what happened they, with that scenario. It was, like, who's the best wrestler? Yeah. And, like, who, and I don't know what ever happened with it. He His last fight, he beat Clay Guida. That was that was who he beat. Okay. And that was in August last yeah. year. And then he was supposed to fight Vink in um February and that got canceled. And so, every time I see Pichel fight, I'm like, is that Cub Swanson? I always think Cub Swanson too. <laughs> I'm always like, God damn. Um, so yeah. Um I guess in terms of that, that I don't really have anything. I think uh it's probably just gonna be a lot of grappling. That'd be my guess. Shell's a good striker, but Madsen I think he'll withstand and he'll be able to just control the fight just because he doesn't strike me as a guy that's much of a finisher. It's more grappling based. So, yeah, I also don't see him taking risks. Like I think he'll just try to do his wrestling and, and implement his game plan instead of try to stand and bang, you know? So, yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be the smart route. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the welterweight division, kicking off the preliminary card, we've got Mike Malott, who's coming off of a win on Dana White's contender series. I think he last fought in like October. Um, and then M Mickey Gall, who obviously like one of the originals, one of the OGs on Dana White's contender series. Um, and this one, I, I mean, I want to go with Mickey Gall in this fight strictly because he does have that octagon experience. Like he's fought in there at least four or five times now at this point because he fought cm punk he fought uh brian barbarena somebody else he lost diego, alex right? morono diego sanchez didn't you fight him yeah he lost to diego remember that he lost to diego sanchez that was like one of diego's last one of his like last two or three fights before he got cut um hell i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and go malat wins um just because Mickey is super hit or miss. He's kind of like our, he's kind of like a Tim Kennedy or a Bobby Green or, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, has flashes, but I'm not, I, yeah, I don't know. The I mean, consistency I'm gonna go Mike, is never there. No. So I'm going to go Mike Malott in this one. Okay. Uh, I didn't see the Mike Malott uh, contender series fight or anything like that. So I, don't I think know. it was a finish. I think he, uh, it was a submission if I remember correctly. Okay. But I remember the last time I picked against Mickey Gall, so I'm going to go with Mickey Gall on this one. When was the last time you picked against Mickey Gall? 
I think it was in the last fight that he did. Oh, he lost uh, Alex Morano. Or maybe it was the one before that then. Let me see. Yeah. I'm going to look at his record. Or maybe I chose him in the last one and I lost it. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Which may... Mm, I think it was the Williams fight. I think it was the Williams fight that I thought he was going to lose and then he won it. So, Morano, huh? Okay. Yeah. And Alex Morano just starched Cowboy. Everybody seems to be doing. Yeah. But, um. So are you gonna go Mickey Gall? Sticking with that pick? Hey, fuck it. Why not, man? Yeah, I'll go with Mickey Gall. I'll stick with my gut, even though it was the wrong reason why I got to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Next up in the women's bantamweight division, Aspen Ladd and Raquel Pennington. Uh. Obviously, Aspen Ladd stepped in. Um. I think she her last fight she stepped in like on late notice and lost to Norma Dumont. Isn't that uh, a higher weight class or no? Yeah, it was at uh, featherweight. Okay. Because she wasn't going to be able to make weight because she, and that was like early October against Macy Chason or Chason. And um, she pulled out because she was having problems cutting weight because she was on her period. Oh, that's right. And so she wasn't able to get off that weight. And then it was like two weeks later, she stepped in on short notice and lost to uh norma dumont um and then now she's fighting raquel pennington which is no you know that's not an easy fight by any means no um but i do think aspen i i i'm gonna go out on a on a whim here and say that she did do the correct things this time in terms of her training camp and uh probably got her way down a little bit sooner with the off chance that something did happen like last time and she got pretty, she got worked pretty badly by Norma. So uh, I'm going to go with Aspen in this one. Raquel's, I mean, obviously she's a former title challenger. Um, but I, I just think Aspen Lad's the younger and better fighter. She's more technical, whereas Raquel's like wants to bang. So I'm uh, going Aspen. Uh, I was thinking of Aspen as well, but. I think Raquel's on like a four fight win streak. So, and she's always been there, you know, like she's always a, the, a dog in the fight in, in that division. So I think I'm going to go with Raquel on this one and, and uh, pick against uh, she, you. Know, let's make it she's interesting. On, she's on three fight. She three lost fights? to, yeah, she lost to uh, Holly Holm Holly in Holm. 2020. Obviously it was a long time ago, but I mean, that's an acceptable loss in my yeah, book. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, I, I mean, she's a former champ and yeah, she's a staple and, women's bantamweight and featherweight so aspen lad is younger and she needs to get this win i think but um it'd probably be the biggest one of her career up yeah. to this point so i mean she's she came out hot man she started out hot she just had uh she's on like a little slope of a streak right now so hopefully and uh she turns that around i think i actually, if aspen, I actually want aspen to win but i'm gonna choose Rocco. if i think if aspen wins this fight she calls out misha tate because misha tate was the one that was just like absolutely shitting on her it's like you can't even be a professional and make weight, and then two weeks later you go up and fight up featherweight. Like what the fuck? I think that's a good fight. I'd like to see. I might choose Misha in that one, even though I didn't think Misha looked great recently. No, she she got whooped pretty bad. Uh, all right. I, next I, up, I hope I hope Aspen oh. Lad has improved a bit. No, go ahead. No, I I I hope so too. I think that she's. I think she's had a series of unfortunate events come, you know, and maybe that's. Well, also, if you're not used to fighting at 145 
and you go up to 145 and it's that girl was way a lot bigger. more a lot stronger a lot bigger uh that girl, that girl was way bigger and then the whole period thing you know yeah just like i said a series of unfortunate events that probably shouldn't have happened and then you know maybe we'd be talking about a different scenario here she's ranked number four so yeah for sure all right uh next up jarzinho rosenstrike and marcin tibera um jarzinho obviously and for him his only losses have really come against guys that like he sh- you would think like okay that makes sense like you lost that guy uh i mean obviously you got starched by francis um lost to curtis blades in a decision which wasn't like an amazing fight by any means and then he lost to surreal gone so and that also really wasn't like an amazing fight either it was pretty it was like a technical fight um but I'm really hoping that Jorginho can like solidify and like get a big, maybe even a finish in this fight. Um, Marcin Tibera is good. Also, he's coming off of a loss to uh, Alexander Volkov, I believe. And I like when you're losing to guys at the top, there's no shame in that. It's kind of like you look at who um, Curtis Blaze has lost to. He lost to Francis Ngannou twice. And he got starched by Derek Lewis, by Derek Lewis. So, you know, guys that are in the top. So there's no shame in losing to those guys. It's just, you know, getting yourself back up on the horse and hopefully Jorginho gets back to his knockout ways. Um, but Marcin Tibera is no such. He's in the heavyweight division. Everybody packs power. So um, I'm going to go with Jorginho on this one, though. I agree with you. I'm going to go with Jorginho as well. I like Marcin Tibera. He reminds me of like a, I guess like a less effective um, dude that's been knocking everybody out from like New Zealand. What's his name? The Shui. Oh, Tai Tuivasa. Yeah. He reminds me of like another him. Like he's always down for like like a slugfest, but mm-hmm. I think that's probably the wrong move to do against Jorginho. So. I think Jarzino is just more technical, which like, yeah. yeah, he has the power, but also you look. Tiber's like, got some hand speed, but yeah. Well, Jarzino got in bad positions in that fight with Alistair and he pretty much should have lost until he got that walk-off finish and busted Alistair's face open and ripped his lip into, you know, five pieces. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's our We've first, got... that's our first agreement right here. Let's go. I know. <laughs> We're on a roll. Next up is the guy who I am so excited for uh, to headline the early or the preliminary card, Ian Gary from Ireland. Uh, he's going up against Darian Weeks. Uh, Darian in his last fight lost to Brian Barbarena. Ian Gary, I think he beat Jordan Williams, if that's if I remember correctly. Like pretty much, it wasn't really walk off, but it was like right before the end of the round and starched him. So. Guys like Ian are super exciting, especially because the, you know, the Connor movement, all the guys from Ireland, it's kind of like, you know, that's what you want to be or guys from the UK. It's like, you want to be the next Connor McGregor, but Ian is a larger, you know, he's a welterweight and his striking is on point. He's fun to watch. Um, he's pretty young, isn't he? He's 24. Yeah. I'm so, pretty sure I saw a picture of like Connor McGregor. With and him and when Ian when he was a, like younger, you know yeah, what I mean? And like he was a lot like, younger. Oh, this is gonna be the future or something like that. And 
Yeah. Now he's here. So yeah, I'm excited for this one too. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about Darian Weeks, but uh, like I said, lost in a, his last fight against Brian Barberena, which is no shame. Brian Barberena yeah. just signed a new uh, new deal after his fight, which was fight of the night with Matt Brown um, in last week. Was it last week? No. Last week? Yeah, um, last week. Matt Brown did uh, last week, I think. Yeah, and um, UFC Columbus in the fight night. And so in this one, I'm going to go with Ian Gary. Uh, just because I've seen him get a finish. Uh, and who knows, he could be the second coming of Conor McGregor, but in the welterweight division. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, go Ian. I'm going to go Ian as well. Yeah. I, I just think he's exciting. I want to see what he can do, what he brings to the table. If the hype is real and it's not as quite as hypey as like Conor when he came, but he's still got mm-hmm. a lot of hype. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's see it. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, kicking off the main card, um, we had you know a pullout twice for Kelvin Gastelum. He was originally scheduled to fight Nasruddin Imavov. Imavov had to pull out due to visa issues, I believe. And then um, Driscus Duplessis was supposed to step in to fight Kelvin. And then Kelvin had to pull out and then had like just a really weird – um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it was kind of like mystic. It's Fools. <laughs> yeah, it's not April Fools. It was kind of like a mystic, like mysterious thing. He's like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I've been advised not to. And it's like, okay, well, I whatever whatever that means, I guess. Sure. To me, that implies that the athletic commission doesn't ha- can't or doesn't have to come out and say that somebody tested positive for anything. It's up to the fighters to admit it and just break it on their own now. And apparently it sounds like someone advised him not to speak upon possible drug fail testers or failed drug test or something. I, I think that's what I want to imply just because it's so mystic. Like if it was an injury, you should probably say something, you know, well, if he, if he were shredded, I would say, yeah, but he's not. Well, it could have been simple as fucking uh, who knows Dick pills, Anderson Silva yeah. style, or maybe it wasn't just like, maybe it wasn't a, por- a performance enhancing drug. Yeah, yeah, that 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 devil's lettuce is supposedly a gateway drug, you know. (laughs) But yeah, I I highly doubt that. I don't think you're gonna go from smoking pot to doing fucking steroids. (laughs) It's like it's a gateway drug to everything. I don't want to like throw it out there too much or whatever, but I make it. It could be as easy as like maybe you tested positive for like cocaine. Maybe the dude partied, you know, and 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 a random drug test showed up, and it wasn't like oh those are performance enhancing drugs but you got drugs dude <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like it could be anything yeah uh hopefully I don't think you get in trouble for weed anymore right uh i don't think the ufc i don't think that's how the commission's yeah so that was i was in think, vegas I, so i don't think the nevada state trouble. athletic commission but they're not in nevada they're gonna be in like jacksonville i think oh so maybe it was weed because i know he's i know he does smoke weed you know, like he's yeah. openly admitted that so very well could have been maybe just because it's not in Nevada or whatever, then he tested positive and then you just don't talk about that shit. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Uh, in the main event in the women's strawweight division, Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres, Mackenzie Dern with her like three or four different fucking accents. Uh, and then Tisha Torres. So that's cool. Her and Raquel are both fighting on the same card. So good for them. Um, 
And this one, Mackenzie Dern and her last fight, I believe she's coming off of a loss to, let me see, Marina Rodriguez. Okay. And that's okay. That's, a, you know, a lot of women are losing to Marina Rodriguez. So I wouldn't be surprised if Marina is going to be fighting for the belt before the year's over, like probably at the end of the year. Um, and Tisha Torres has put together a nice little run too. She hasn't lost a fight since I think 2019. Uh, maybe 2020, and uh, this is gonna this is kind of like a toss up pick. I'm gonna go with Tisha Torres in this fight, um, just because I think obviously Mackenzie Dern is really dangerous on the ground, but I think Tisha Torres is the better striker, and I think that she's, you know, I don't think she'll put herself in bad positions. She's got pretty solid wrestling. So I think in, if it come, goes to the ground and there is some grappling exchanges, I don't think Tisha will expose herself to get finished, which I think McKenzie's that's her best chance of winning is by finish on the ground. So, uh, yeah, Tisha Torres is my go. That's my pick. All right. Um, my gut says McKenzie Dern. I oh. think I think her size is going to be an advantage. I think she's going to be able to take her down. I think that that's when Mackenzie Dern has a big problem is when she can't get people to the ground. And usually those people are, are like bigger, stronger girls. So I think Mackenzie Dern's going to be able to get Tisha to the ground and then she's going to be able to pull off a submission. Okay. So you're going her ground by is submission. fucking absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I got, I got Dern. I mean, I, I want to say submission, but we're not really predicting yeah. how they win. So uh, yeah, I'll throw, for sure. I'll throw a bonus point in there. She gets a sub. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's her best chance of winning yeah. is by submission. I don't. Yeah, think, I don't. I don't, like, I don't see. Uh, a, I think Tisha would win. I think Tisha is gonna win by by sorry decision. Yeah. Whereas Mackenzie's best chance of winning is gonna be submission. So. Yeah. All right. This is where stuff gets super interesting. Woo, baby. Uh, welterweight division: Gilbert Burns versus Kamzat Shemaev, and. I think you and I are in agreement on this pick. I'm going Kamzat uh, just because he's I'm I'm on that hype train, dude. I'm on that hype train so hard. Uh, Gilbert Burns, obviously, we haven't seen him fight in a while. I think his last fight was against uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and he won, that, right? yeah, he did win. Uh, and then before that, he lost to Kamaru. So he hasn't fought since July. He's been he's trying to get a the fight. Best of the best, dude. Yeah. And uh, he's taken all the risk, and there ain't much reward. And but uh, I just I really believe in Kamzat. He is he is he ragdolls Alexander Gustafson and Alir Latifi in training. Those guys are heavyweights. Uh, and obviously Gilbert, we've seen what he can do. He's got phenomenal ground game. His submission game's on point. His striking has gotten extremely good. Like, I mean, he rocked Camaro in their fight at one point. And um, obviously, we've seen what Kamzat can do. He, he's been hit one time in like four UFC fights. So we've never seen him get really tested. And this is the perfect test for him. I just think he's going to withstand this test. And he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished Gilbert Burns. I, I would honestly wouldn't be surprised if he finished him. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chimaev as well. 
I do. I'm not gonna lie. This is a toughie for me. As much as I love Hamza, like at the end of the day, Gilbert Burns is probably one of the worst matchups for him in this division right now. But he wanted like, it. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because his stand-up is fucking getting nastier. Like, yeah, G- Gilbert Burns' stand-up is not like it's it's pretty fucking good. Like, I've seen him put people's lights out. He was fucking. His ground game is disgusting, and that we all know what uh, Chamayev wants to do. He wants to take him down and ground and pound his ass out, or put his lights out. Well, this yeah, dude's but like we've also legit... seen him do a one shot KO. KO, yes, but this dude's a legit black belt. Like, it's going to be tough to get a sub on him unless you just completely annihilate this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing the is, stand up like... game. We've seen way more of Gilbert stand up than we have of his. Maya's, we saw yeah. a one punch KO. Like, that's all we've really mm-hmm. seen. So I don't know, man. Like this is a tough matchup, but I got Hamzat because I'm I'm fucking all aboard. You're on that dick riding. But he's facing number two, bro. Number two in the division. Like this is gonna be a wild fight. If he does this, that's a title shot, maybe. I think he'll get a title shot with Kamaru be like before the year's over. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he beat Kamaru too. I I mean, nothing would surprise me with this dude because he's already blown my mind. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, the only thing that's going to surprise me, and it wouldn't even shock me that bad, but, like, if he just goes out there and gets outclassed. And yeah. why would that kind of shock me, but not really, really? He's fighting number two, and he's only fought not even the top ten in his whole career yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, Li Jing Ling, like, I, I would, think was... It wouldn't blow my mind, but yeah. that's fucking impressive, dude. This guy's got the balls of a fucking god. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's like, hey, dude, I, you know, I fucking four fights in the UFC, shit on everybody. Throw me number two. I'll smash him, too. And then I want my title shot and I'll smash him, too. And it's like, fuck, dude, the cojones on you. Like- yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm super pumped. That's the one fight that I'm most excited for. Yeah, on this entire card. Yeah. Like, th- this fight, I'm all aboard. The only thing that I could have wished for better, and I think this would have hurt Hamzat, if it was a five-rounder. Like, yeah. I wish I wish this was a five rounder and they had three five round fights on this card. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, right pretty here. much for the most part, I think we've picked pretty significantly with the uh, or pretty pretty similarly. I mean, with yeah, uh, you know, both of us besides what the Mackenzie Dern pick and then one other. So, do you think Hamza has to finish? Do you think he can? Win no, by I think I think he can win by decision. Yeah. I don't know. I'm scared. I, his that was the thing. Look at Gilbert Burns. He he. The reason why he beat Wonder Boy is because he took him down. Yeah. He didn't do any sort of striking with him, and That's uh, fine, no, absolutely, it's, <laughs> it's that was the correct game plan. I'm not. So not, I'm not not only is he really fucking good, he's intelligent. You yeah, know, that's a problem too. Yeah, but I just think that Shemaev, like the guy, trains like a fucking beast. Yeah. So I think he's just that guy. He is that guy. I, I think I really, he's going to win. I really hope he is, man. I really do. Yeah. Because I just need like another fucking crazy superstar because a lot of them are fading. I know. Connor's faded, you know? Like yeah, he's faded hard. Dustin Poirier. Faded. Not really a superstar. He's fading. Like people, all these hype on these guys. Where's Nate Diaz? Faded. You know, yeah. like they've waited too long. They've held out too long. Their careers are on the back end and it's sad because they're 
technically not that old for the fight game, but they've had so many wars in their life that they're like yeah. ancient now. You know, yeah. like it's crazy. Their fight so clock I need a, is I need a young, to run out. up yeah. and coming, hungry motherfucker. That's why people like Patty the Batty are exciting. Yeah, he's not the greatest in the world. He's gonna it's get exciting. fucking caught. Oh, he's yeah. gonna get. He's like, we don't oh, yeah. get knocked out. And it's like you're gonna get knocked out, dude. <laughs> <Scousers>. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah, <laughs> scousers don't get knocked out. But I, I mean, I just I. Like he's he's not the type of height train that Hamzad is, but he's a guy I want to root for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's fun. Like I like that Sean o, uh, Sean O'Malley. I don't fun. think he's the greatest ever, but he's no, fun. But he's you, fun. You, like you, they're entertaining. You want to root for a star, you know? Like yeah. you need somebody to jump on, and Hamzad is the one that might be the best star. And this fight's probably gonna show it. Like if yeah. he comes out and like it's a close fight or whatever i still like have hope in him because like if he wins if you know either way if he wins and he wins by like a close decision i'm still like you know what fuck it dude that's a jump up in competition and he fought like a dog and like won a decision that's still impressive as fucking his fifth fight you know like yeah the only way his train gets derailed is if he gets fucked up finish you know and then it's like shit yeah, not I think he's just confident. He just I think he's confident. You know, like, yeah, three, even a dominated three round decision. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, it's yeah. not as good as we all hoped. <laughs> you know, he's still good, but he's not yeah. like I might fucking take your belt and Izzy's. Like, fuck like, it. My, my that's not. the kind of shit he's talking about. You know, like I want to believe it. Well, Izzy said that he he thinks that Gilbert's gonna win, and he's rooting for Gilbert to win. Well, so. yeah, well, you would vote probably because probably because Gilbert him. isn't talking about going up to fucking 185 <laughs> yeah, and exactly taking his belt. Yeah, um, you would you would totally root against the guy that, except for like like I think it was, who was it? Was it Bisping or Chael? One of the two made a good point about Colby. Like Izzy needs Colby because mm-hmm. he's gonna talk shit and he needs somebody to have a rival with. Yeah, you know, like. Hamzat would be a good thing, dude. If that fucker did run this place and was really good, yeah, like Izzy could use that to bring attention again because yeah. his shit's getting kind of stale at this point. Yeah, like he's it's, a superstar, he's but who the fuck's he fighting? Yeah, you know, I like it's I, not, I don't know who he's gonna fight next. Oh, he's gonna fight Jared Cannonier next. Yeah. So that's a good fight. That's a good fight, but it's not like one of those huge paper like pay-per-view draw yeah. fights you know like i think that's happening in july yeah. for international fight week so but could you imagine like a hamza versus izzy yeah Ooh, especially if he wins the welterweight belt mm-hmm. <laughs> like now we're talking big monies yeah for sure all right uh bantamweight co-main for the championship aljamain sterling the fake champ versus peter yon <laughs> nrm champ and real champ uh I think that, uh, like, I really don't even have a lot to say about this fight. I think Peter Yan is going to fucking ragdoll Aljamain, and I would not be surprised if he finished Aljamain. Uh, because there's no way he's going to fuck up and do what he did again no. with the illegal knee. And the fact that Aljamain, like, I'm glad he's healed from his injuries. I'm glad that he got that surgery on his, I think, his neck. Hopefully and I'm glad. Fucking excuses. Yeah, but, dude. I'm so sick of Aljamain Sterling. Like, the guy talks so much shit and hasn't fought since he won the belt. So, um, 
obviously he hasn't been able to fight because he's recovering from an injury, a surgery, which is a very serious surgery, but it's still the fact that it's like, dude, I wouldn't even be talking if I were you because you got a lot to prove still. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Peter Jan by domination, whether it's a five round, five round decision or a finish. I think it's going to be a domination. I'm going to go with Peter Jan as well. I think this is actually going to be a closer fight than the first one in the beginning. Mm. Uh, I still think Peter Jan's going to win, but I think all has a chip on his shoulder. All that shit he's been talking all that stuff about how he's the champ and Peter Jan's a cheater and all this mm. fucking shit. He has something to prove. And if this motherfucker ain't training his ass off to have the best performance of his goddamn life, then he's a fool. You know what I mean? Like he, I saw a picture of him the other day and he looked fucking he's good. He's yeah, fucking he looked shredded, fucking dude. good, yeah. but I don't know if that's going to help him. No, you know, at the end of the day, Peter Jan's a fucking savage. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm I'm rooting for Peter Jan. I hope he wins. Um, in my opinion, he's the real champ and the interim champ, so he's already unified yeah. those together as well. Yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Aljamain got gifted that. Yep. It, it should have been a no contest or something like that, or, or it could have been, and yeah. they could have just fucking rematched later. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to give him the fucking belt. I think that was like the judges or the refs' decision. Yeah. to do that at the time and um i kind of think it was the wrong move to make but i say peter yan versus tj dillashaw i wouldn't be surprised if it was like international fight week depending on if peter yan gets any injuries or anything because i yeah, think tj dillashaw and, and, and should be fully recovered yeah hopefully from his knee injury so and then i'd love to see a rematch with Corey sandhagen even though it already happened i'd like to see another rematch yeah. because i fucking love that dude he every time he fights it's into entertaining as shit yeah so it is what yeah. it is all right and last but not least main event featherweight title alexander volkanovsky versus the korean zombie cheng sung jung uh this one is like i want i want the korean zombie to win <laughs> but i he's not gonna win like uh. Uh, I know he moved out to Arizona for uh, to train with Henry Cejudo and uh, Figueredo and Whaley Zhang and John Jones and all those guys. For how long? Uh, I think he's been over there a year, like a year. He's okay. been there. It's been a while. Well, that makes a difference yeah. because I saw a picture and it was the first time I heard of it the other day when Henry Cejudo was talking shit about alexander volkanovsky's big ass head and i'm like dude every time there's a title fight yeah they do this shit but how long has he been there a fucking week you know yeah. <laughs> like i don't that doesn't make any difference that's not going to change it's, shit it's been you know it's I mean? been a while a year that's a different conversation yeah, so yeah I, I think who, who i think it's been about i think or at least two fights he's okay. been yeah so you know six months to a year um i i think in this obviously with with uh, the Korean zombie, we know he's going to push forward the whole time because that's what he does. He's going to push forward. But Alexander Volkanovsky, he's going to utilize the leg kicks. That's what he does. He's going to utilize the takedowns. And he got out of two deep submissions by Brian Ortega, who's arguably the best submission artist in that division, the featherweight division. And he withstood. So I don't think, you know, Cheng Sung Jung, we've seen him submit people like Dustin Poirier with the Dars choke and twisters twisters and you know 
We've seen his striking be on point, like against Mark Hominick and Dennis Bermudez, and Frank. even against fucking Yair Rodriguez before he got finished. Yeah. He was winning that fight. Fucking um, Jose Aldo in the first fight before he yeah, even his Jose Aldo before I his thought shoulder, he was winning yeah. that shit. Yes, yeah, I, I did too. I thought. Yeah, so I just think that Alexander Volkanovsky is the guy right now, and the only person that can beat him is Max Holloway. Like that's the only guy that can beat him is Max Holloway. Um, just because Max is that good. So I, it really sucks because it was supposed to be Max Holloway in this fight, and I would have loved to have seen Max fight just because Max is one of my favorite fighters. But the Korean Zombie is a good fill-in, and, um, you know, best of luck to him. I hope he wins, but I'm going to pick Volkanovski in this fight. All right, I'm going to choose – I'm sorry to make this not entertaining as hell, but I'm going to choose Volkanovski as well. Um, I think he's just got more tools. Yeah. I think he's the – Better like, grappler, better yeah, wrestler. At, at the end of the day, I could see Chan Sung Jung knocking him out like with like a TKO. Like he catches him and like TKOs him or something. I could see that. He's got good hands. They're heavy. He's got power. Volkanovski's got good movement. He won't put he him. Does. He's so but, calculated and no, smart. I, he won't put that's himself. That's what I mean. In, like I think yeah. those odds. I think those chances are low, but I can see it. It could happen. Yeah. I don't think he's going to hit him with a submission out of nowhere because Brian Ortega hit him with everything in the kitchen sink. And he couldn't. And it came fucking close, but yeah. he couldn't do it. And I don't think Chan Sun Jung is better submissions. I don't think he has one better submission that that Brian Ortega isn't better at you know what no. i mean like well and we also watched brian ortega piece up uh korean zombie yeah. in korea and his hands i mean technically i'm pretty sure that was in his korea. hands shouldn't have been better you know yeah they were but it shouldn't have yeah. been. yeah at the end of the day i could see that happening but i think alexander volkanovsky is better and if chan sung jung doesn't clean ko him that volkanovsky will just recover and still beat him like he could just oh. still outpoint him Sorry, Ortega versus Korean Zombie happened happened in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah. yeah. But so, I yeah. mean, you know, that's that's at the end of the day, that's how I see this fight playing out. There might be moments in this fight where the Korean Zombie looks really good and mm-hmm. like catches him and does something, but if he can't put him away, he's still gonna lose the fight. Yeah. I, he, he Alexander Volkanovs is just that good. He will come back. He will outmove you. He will outstrike you. He will do all this shit, and it's going to make you look bad. If you can't finish him, you're basically fucked. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not. He's not going to stop. His cardio is one of the best in the goddamn division. Yeah. And and he's so good and fast. Like he's a powerhouse too. He's a short, stocky powerhouse. Like that's hard to fuck with. So, He's a guy who weighed like as much or more than a light heavyweight at yeah. one point. When I think he, played he said rugby. that he weighed like he weighed like almost like two thirty five. Yeah, I think it was two forty five or so something. So fucking like that. heavyweight. Yeah, he was a fucking heavyweight, and at like cut five, down six. to yeah, and cut back <laughs> Maybe all the way five, back five, down. Dude, to, he might be five. Uh, five. He might be yeah. my height. Yeah. So let me look. I got this pulled up right here. Five five. Yeah. That's my height. Right I guarantee there. you he's got a longer reach than you, though. Oh, 100%. My arms are like You're T-Rex. You're fucking like bro. T-Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do shit. I scratch my back. There's nothing yeah. there. <laughs> All right, dude. Terrible. Yeah, well, uh, good picks. I mean, besides what the McKenzie Dern pick and the 
the ones at the beginning, the prelims, I think we got a couple different there. We got yeah. the, uh, Mickey Gall. You Mickey, Gall, Mickey, Gall, yeah, right? Mickey Gall and McKenzie Dern fight, I think yeah. was different. Okay. Well, uh, no. And uh, recall, I, I chose Raquel Pennington. That's I, right. I chose Pennington too. So yeah. yeah okay. Three so three different. different. Yep. Yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about before you have to go? Um, not really, man. Uh, just listeners, YouTube viewers, whatever, be patient with us, man. We're still trying to figure all this stuff out with consistency and everything. So yeah, we've pretty much lost Jeffrey. Jeffrey's yeah. uh, Jeffrey's <laughs> Jeffrey's kind of out of the picture now because he's dealing with his own stuff. So life's a struggle for us all. We're trying to yeah. we're trying to figure it all out. So if you guys could just be patient, we'll figure it out. And if the episodes come, they come. Uh, I'd like to keep doing them for at least the big pay-per-views, man. Like I, yeah. I try to get in there for the big pay-per-views and stuff, or if the fight card is like super exciting, and, like yeah. it's a, if it's a great fight night, you know, but if it's not, it's hard to like, not even just be here for it, but to find the motivation to find the time for it too. If it's something yeah. I'm like, not even super no, get, excited about. So. I gotcha. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. But other than that, no, I thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, we put this one out a little earlier, so we got time for next week or before the pay-per-view. So hopefully we get more uh, interaction and stuff with this one than we normally do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Those of you guys that are watching us on YouTube, make sure to uh, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, comment on the video so we can interact with you guys. Um, Go check out our Facebook page, which is Lay and Pray MMA podcast on Facebook. Uh, And check out our podcast, which is on all different platforms like Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, all these Pocket Breaker. There's all these different types of podcasts. Anywhere you, can you find want us, we, we're there. We're there. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us. You guys have a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Peace. Later.